Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I am your host, and I'm honored to be here today. I want to reconnect you with a topic that we have been brewing over for the past two weeks. Yeah, it was so hot last week. It got so hot and steamy that we had to continue the discussion this week. So here you have it, Black Families Matter, Part 2. Generally during the show, we allow our our um during the show, we allow people to offer feedback, um, comment if you like. You can do that by pressing 1. So if you're listening and you're on the show and you want to share your comments on the air, press 1. We'll get you in queue and allow you opportunity to share. And since we have so much conversation, we ran short last week. We're going to just jump right into it because I know you all are waiting. So I'm brewing on my caramel macchiato, and I am prepared to speak. Black Families Matters was inspired um, just by what we see in the news and in the media today. Um, If you notice, there are a lot of things going on in our communities in which um, some of which our African-American men have been the prime target of. There's police brutality, um, there's discipline with the kids, there's educational things going on. And we thought, thought that we would bring forth this topic, Black Families Matter, just to talk about the destruction of what's been going on with our black families and how we can begin to rebuild them. Now, I came up in a time where I'm about to show my age, but it's, it's all good because I'm proud of it, where we were under the philosophy, each one teach one, it takes a village to raise a kid, you get disciplined by your Neighbors, when your parents came home, they disciplined you too. I remember in the first grade being beaten with the rulers from my first grade teacher. I remember the embarrassing moment. And you know what? This is my earliest memory in childhood, going back to first grade. Miss Bradley, God bless her soul, I was a talkative child. I was always pretty good, pretty smart. I was always in higher achievement programs and always in um, advanced math and science programs, but I talked a lot, hence, you know, who would have thought that I would be a talk show host? But, yeah, I talked a lot as a child. My mother said I used to talk her to sleep. Well, I was talking too much in first grade all the time, uh, preventing other kids from getting their work done, and then one day she called me to the front of the class and asked me to hold my hand out, and she began to discipline me physically with the rulers. Now, some of us may think that it's a form of child abuse today, but 
those are the kind of things that were going on in the community. Those are the kind of things that help instill discipline. Those are the kind of things we're going to talk about as we begin our dialogue today with Black Families Matter. Now, let's reverse back to last week. We had an uh, intelligent young gentleman, Leon Johnson, who had called in, and he had a comment. And because I had to end the show, I allowed him to have first priority and relaying his comments from last week. So let me first welcome Leon Johnson to the show. Good morning, Leon. How are you? Good morning, So I'm doing very good this morning. Well, I appreciate you spending Saturday with me again in, in, in the cafe. So thanks for chatting it up with me. I appreciate that. Okay. I think I owe uh, you after I owe you after last week. I really had to had to cut cut the show off, and you know we we kind of got to follow the the lead of time, and we kind of got to end the show when we end it. But you just never know when the conversation is going to move you to a place. You know, sometimes you. You you just can't you can't direct it, and that's what I love about about talk radio. You, you just never know what's going to unfold. Every week I I learn something from listening to people and talking, and so I have my thinking cap on. I have my ears wide open, and my heart is open as well. And I'm looking forward to hearing your your comments. Do you remember where we left off last week? Yeah, I remember uh, when we left off. Um, uh... I want to say I kind of ended off kind of angry, and it's uh, my anger is uh, when when it comes to black family matters, uh, more so black community matters. It's uh, my where I was my stand was you know I'm selfish. Where whereas this I don't need the community. All I need is me, and uh, I, I was uh, kind of radical with it, you know. I was I have the impression that, you know, the community doesn't care anymore. You know, and uh why why should I depend on the community when I can try and do everything for myself? Uh and then with everything happening in the media right now, you know, as far as uh you know, all the black the uh law enforcement being you know the way they are to our community, um my feel my feel on that is we are just we're scared we not, no one is willing to take a stand and uh we we've had our uh you know uh men's breakfast where today where uh a lot of men from the church and you know Christian background we get together and we just talk about things and I voiced that opinion again as well today at that breakfast where it was you know I pretty much said that Christian men are weak. You know, we just sit back and always talk about, you know, let God, let love and all that. We're so busy loving that everybody is just running all over us. And, uh, of course, it took them to talk me off that ledge, you know, because after listening to them, you know, they gave me a different perspective of it. And hmm. uh, and I guess that ties into what, what where I was going last week because had I not talked with and I didn't talk. For the most part, I just listened. And when I listened to them and how, their compassion, they it's like they always talk me down and talk me away from that angry person that I can become. So, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm eating my words from last week because <laughs> it was the community. It was the brothers that I listened to on a monthly basis because we only do this once a month. And once a month, they make me, they humble me. They make me feel like 
okay, Leon, you don't know it all. Okay, Leon, you do need somebody. And, you know, that's what, I, I believe that's what the topic was last week, how a community can help raise a person, a family. And it took my brothers listening to them. You know, and, and it's hard for me to, to 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 express how much they mean to me. So uh, I, I guess what I'm just what I'm what I'm doing right now is uh, I, I'm going back and I'm taking it back where you know we do need community, we do need brothers, we do need people outside of ourselves to help us. Well, you know that that's a really brave uh, statement for for you to make, and I really appreciate you you, you being honest uh, about that. But it, it's all about growth, you know. So in one week's time, you had a perspective about something um, that affected your life, and through the community, you see a different perspective. And so the community used to be it was our next-door neighbor. It was the lady that lived downstairs, the, the gentleman mm-hmm. that lived upstairs, you know, the guy who bought the milk, you know. But now the community can also be your, your your fellow Christian members, your fellow church folk, you know, the people you work with. You know, the community was my guidance counselor. I, I uh, My higher education and pursuit of it didn't come from my household. My that, that wasn't something my mother pushed. At that time it was graduate from high school and do the best you can and come out with honors. And, and that was like good, you know. That was like a Ph.D. back then. And now education is, is, is different. But I would have never entered into higher education had it not been for my guidance counselor telling me that kind of thing. That is an extension of the community. So uh, I'm glad that you had opportunity to see that and, and for other people, too, who may be discounting that. I, I want to share with, with you something that um, that came out of a book. Uh, the author of the book is Stephen Covey. He has um, a book. I'm trying to think of the name of it. it just escaped me. I think I think it's the Seven Signs of Successful People or something like that. I'll confirm it before we get off the show. But in the book, he mentions um, a paradigm shift, and he talks about how we grow as individuals because the first thing we are is dependent. And if you think of infantry, you know you're in a dependent state, and you rely on others to do things for you. And then we grow to the next phase of life where we're independent and we operate independently. We do things on our own. And then as you grow to the next level, which I think is the most profound level, is interdependence. And then you begin to speak of we, you know, and you realize collectively how strong we are together, you know, and, and, and that, I think that, and, and that element of your life, you really begin to see blessings unfold because when you bless other people, you um, in turn bless yourself. And I think that's the real essence. And, and, and when they talk about black families matter, I think that's what's missing out of our families. I think we're so selfish that we don't do things for the family. It's about self-promotion. You know what I mean? Would, would you mm-hmm. would you agree or disagree with that, Leon? Um, I agree wholeheartedly because it's um, a lot of us is I, we, you know, what I did, you know, and um, personally, myself, I've always, uh, for lack of a better word, stood on my own, 
you know, I, I left I left home when I was 15, taking care of myself. And I've always been that way. I've I've always felt that, you know, if I want to get done, I have to do it. It's hard for me to look for look to someone else to help me. It's hard for me to ask someone when I when when in reality asking someone would be a um an easier solution. But I just I, I so I I guess yeah, I do agree with that. And I I'm, I'm living proof of it, you know. I know I know that one of the things that um I think has affected black families is um not only the the, the independent uh, but the the history of silence that has been perpetuated through through years I think since slavery you know it was don't talk about it don't talk about what's going on in the house I, I as I as I do more of uh, these kinds of shows and talk to people I, I I'm so surprised of how much abuse was going on in, in households and families to women that they were not even talking about it. Even though we look at people like Oprah Winfrey. So it's kind of like it's almost every two out of three women have been abused to some extent growing up, you know, as as a child. And, and, and the thing that we're told is to not talk about it. And, and I think, you know, when, when listening to you talk about how you felt that you didn't need the community and you were doing it on your own, that I think that that is the thing that comes from that silence and 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 just and just that mindset of doing what you got to do to get out, you know, just just look out for you, mm-hmm. and it's really not about helping each other and and growing each other. Okay. I have I have a prime example, you know, in in my family as well, where you know that that that's taking place. My mom, you know, rest her soul, was. Uh, the matriarch in terms of, you know, bringing my family together to have family events, um, family unions. So for those of you out there still having family reunions and you're going, you know, kudos to you. Keep keep doing that because now, you know, our cousins and nieces and nephews don't live down the street anymore. They're in another state, sometimes another country. So we don't have the ability to grow up with them and, and to spend a night at your cousin's house and things like that. Um, some of them are just kind of connecting on Facebook and Instagram, especially the younger generation of, that, that's coming up. But to those people who were the, you know, the held the family together, um, like my mom, and when they pass on, you know, people are not picking that trait up anymore to do that. So where does where, where does it lie? I mean, you know, it's like I, I'm I'm a, a a parent, and you know, I feel like I'm supposed to be that head. I'm supposed to be that direction, you know. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the direction that I want or the direction that I feel should be led is the right direction. Uh, who who's to say who I should let in? Or, or help because, you know, it, it's sad to say it's a lot of ugly people out here in this world, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I feel like people don't want to let the outside in to help because you, you hear it all the time, you know, of some some craziness going on. And I feel, you know, I just had a a, um, a friend that needed a place to stay. And I was to the point where, 
no, you can't step, stay with me because my daughter stays with me. And am I saying that you you are that guy that's going to do it? No, I, I don't know that. You know, so you know, on one on one, on, you know, in one hand, I'm saying, yeah, I want to help the community, but in this other hand, I'm saying, well, I don't trust the community. I don't trust you around the people I love unless I'm there. Now, 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 that's real talk. We we have James, who is one of the callers. Let, let's see what James, what kind of feedback James have to your uh, scenario. Good morning, James. Uh, Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Hey, James. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I just wanted to, uh, I guess, speak to your initial uh, comment on uh, the the community and how uh, you talked about black families uh, matter, and we talked about community. Well, and and even the uh, host, she said something about the, the history of silence. And, and I think that's twofold. Um, I think it's twofold. And I think the twofold uh, aspect of that is the community wasn't silent um, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s to bring about the necessary changes that we needed. But I think what was, what was neglected was the, it, the internal uh, health of of the community, like what what the civil rights movement um, did for for our people during that particular time was give us a public uh, voice. Um, but in turn, what it what it also did was it took men away from the homes. Um, it took a war takes men away from the homes. And when you talk about Black Families Matter, you you have to start um, with the men. When you talk about slavery, you talk about um, the African slave trade. Um, it took men um, away from the family, which then in turn causes this eternal uh, problems. When you take men away from the home and you don't um, put them in community around other men who are able to hold them accountable for their actions, then you have them going back to their family. Then you have men who are on islands going back to their mainland and they, they exhibit that of uh, what I call the, the caveman mentality of, of abuse and power and authority. Um, when you have unchecked authority, which is why we have a checks and balances system supposed to in our government, um, when you have unchecked authority um, for, where you have men who don't respect women and you have women who have been taught not to respect themselves in a manner to hold the man accountable, then you have a deterioration of the family because now not only can he not love his wife, but he can't love his children properly. And if he can't love his children properly, then uh, little John Smith grows up to be like what he's seen and not. Um, what what he experienced. Um, so not only does it be become what he's seen, but his experience become his own, which have no direction. So I think uh, to sum it all up, what, what Leon talked about, because I, I personally know him, is today he was around a community of men who believe in him, and who, are a, who he respects because he knows their character. Um, he knows what, he knows what we've been through. He, he's, He's seen me firsthand transform and grow um, as I've seen him transform and grow to even, you know, hear him on this particular call. So I think the main thing is men, we isolate ourselves. And when you isolate, and it's just like war, when you isolate uh, your enemy, they're more easily to be attacked. 
And so men have this great ability to go into isolation because we have this independent mindset and it's not, and we don't understand interdependence where if I have another person here that can battle me, not only can we go back to back to see all sides, um, I'm able to, I'm able to withstand some of the challenges of life better. And I think that's, that's primarily the biggest thing. We just have a lot of men who are supposed to be heads of family. That's our, that's their authority given, you know, their natural authority who, who are isolated and they have no clue They're on these islands without any clue of how to relate emotionally, mentally, and even physically to our women and children. And therefore you have a problem. That's, that's a, that's a good comment, James. Let, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of the man cave? Um, yes. The concept, what, what is, what can you explain the man cave as you believe it? Well, well the man cave concept is, is basically, um, Men are allowed to go into their space and behave as they see fit. Um, above, uh, I guess the word I would use is accountability for the action. So it's 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 a it's a psychological state of isolation to be able to behave however we perceive our world to be. And then and then and so in that in that isolation and now and you know people write books about this too when you read about relationships and things they tell women when he goes into his cage he goes into his space leave him there I've, I've read that they they say that we as women go into their space and what's wrong and why is this and why can't you as as we should stand back and allow them their space to process what's going on to figure it out and, and to come out of it now and that. Man cave, or that state of isolation, is in in your comment now. Is this where the brotherhood should be happening, so that when they come out of it, they are in a better place, as our brother Leon may have done this morning? Well, yeah, or do it totally we leave them alone and let them go ahead? Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I I think it's I I think it's two sides to that answer. The first side is is who you going in that man cave. Mm-hmm with like it, it matters who's in there with you um because if you if you have somebody who's not going to um help you be better you know even 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 me i'll take me for for personal reference my friends my friends are people who have stuff to lose i don't mm-hmm. i don't want to be i don't want to be friends with somebody who doesn't have anything to lose because their their decision making is totally different than my decision making but my friends have things to lose, so their decisions, the way they make decisions are different. They make decisions for wives, uh, children, corporations, um, other people's lives. So you tend to you tend to have a, a, a bigger scope of perspective. But when you don't have anything to lose, and you'll notice these people who are like maybe like live for things or they don't feel responsibility stuff, their, their, their decision-making is different. So, and, and furthermore, from a standpoint, if you like your wife or or whoever your significant other is, if the mindset is they're your best friend, you should respect your space. Yes, but if she knows you and you guys have developed a healthy relationship, she should be able to to notice if you're having any unhealthy things that are detrimental to their relationship. And you guys have should have built such a relationship to where she can be like, baby, I don't, I don't like you going into isolation. Is everything okay? Um, and it's not a conflict of interest or it's not a conflict when she does try to come into your space and, and, and vice versa. You know, if I think it's healthy for women to 
like have spa days and, and, and you know, I think it's healthy for husbands who have kids to take their kids to the movies without their wives because most of the time in our culture women do most of the child rearing from an emotional standpoint and that could be and that could be tiring. So I think there are times and moments where where, you know, as a guy, you know, me hanging out with my guys or me going to breakfast, um and, and for our breakfast group, the wives of the men who are at the at this breakfast go to the other side and they have their own conversation. Like so, I'm I'm man caving, and my, but my wife is still my my girlfriend. The wife is still on the other side. I'm, I'm not married, but she's still she's on the other side, getting the same information, receiving the same affirmations that I'm getting with my guys. So so you know there's there's a rub. It, it matters who's in there with you, and hey, the type of if you have a healthy relationship with your your significant other, to where it's not she shouldn't be crowding your space. That's your that's your two become one. Like. You know, and that's a perspective mindset. So that's that's me. Good stuff. Good stuff. We, you know, we got about five more minutes before the show ends, and and I don't want us to leave the comment that Leon made um, on not being responded to. He he mentioned uh, before we brought you on about him having um, faced with a, with an issue of allowing someone to stay in his home when he had his daughter there. So he felt like he needs to protect his daughter, which I clearly clearly understand and and after learning and and hindsight that a lot of people who a lot of women um and some men too but mostly women uh young women teenage women um children female girls who have been abused or sexually molested has been that uncle or that friend that stayed with us and nobody saw it coming so he 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 put something out there that we we really have to look at from a male perspective what's your comment about that about whether oh, you would I, let a gentleman stay, you know, and and you got and you got your daughter there. So do do you help him out or what do you do? I think you have to protect your house first. As a, and I'm not a father, so I I can only look at it from an outside perspective. I'm a high school basketball coach, and uh, my first obligation is to the kids, the parents that allow me to take care of their kids. So I'm just not gonna let any coach come in and teach my kids anything from a basketball standpoint because their parents released them to me. And I, and I agree. I agree with Leon's, Leon's stance mm-hmm. um, from the standpoint of how he governs his household. That's that's his castle. That's how he protects his castle. Everybody within that castle is under his protection. Um, and, and I know the relationship that he has with his daughter, and they're like best friends. Like, they're so cool to where but, – but you have a lot of those situations to where – uh, I've I've noticed I've witnessed parents who totally disregarded their child's um, well plea being. for help. <laughs> yeah, and and they and, you know and and something has happened, and, and trust is extended to the level that you know the person too. So, um, and how their character shows, and you don't know. So I I agree with this stance. Like I, I stand behind it. Um, as a single man. I've let people into my home and they haven't paid me and stuff like that, or or they didn't live up to the agreement that we had. That that happens. Um, but when you talk about putting children, you know, when when I do have a wife and kids, I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna change that mindset. I'm just not gonna let any of my old friends just come take the spare spare bedroom. That's that's not gonna happen. You know, because anything can happen. Yeah. So you gotta be you gotta be vigilant. But at the same time, there's other ways to serve your community. I know Leon volunteers. Um, he encourages guys like there. There are other things you can do to help support people that don't require them coming into your space when children are involved, especially nowadays. And people are 
the world is getting sicker. Um, so we have to be a little more vigilant than we normally would be. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your comments, James, and thank you for, for being on the show. We are counting down to a minute. Uh, Leon, you have any, any comments you want to say? You know, we kind of have led the conversation before we um, close the show. I want to thank you again for, for coming back and, and sharing and being brave to share your your comments and to show how you came full circle and how you've learned and, how, and what your experience was in seven days with the community. So anything else you want to say before we close out the show? Um, well, first I would like to thank you for, you know, allowing me to be on your show. You know, I did learn from your show, um, talking, because I, I don't talk. And that's what this allowed me to do was talk. And in that talk, I've also listened to myself. And that's something that I don't too often get a chance to do. Um, so in, in closing, you know, it's... You know, I don't know if any answers were uh, uh, came of it. You know, where do we go? How do we help our families? How do we help our community? And that's what I have to take with me from this: is to learn how to make myself a better person and make everyone around me better people. Awesome, awesome. Well, we are, we're going to thank Leon for closing out the show, and thank you all for listening. This is the website, CoffeeTalkWithSoy.com. dot com. Download the app and have some experiences in your community addressing your history of silence, addressing parenting, and protecting your home. What I gathered from the show is that there is a spirit of community that still exists, and there's a spirit of brotherhood that should be strengthened each time you go into your man cave. So thank you, gentlemen, for sharing. Thank everyone for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.